Hello, welcome to the Roll Together podcast. Thank you for joining us for these podcast versions of our streamed shows from Twitch. You can always find our schedule of upcoming shows at twitch.tv slash RollTogetherRPG slash schedule. Please do leave a review and we look forward to adventuring together. Welcome, denizens of the multiverse, to Talking is a Free Action. This is our weekly show where we kidnap, uh, borrow, excuse me, inhabitants of the material plane and we put them through a gauntlet of challenge rooms and questions to see what makes them tick and try to find out more about them. To what end? Who knows? We're definitely not trying to learn all their weaknesses in case we need to invade them someday or anything like that. No, don't be silly, not at all. Uh, my name is the Illusionist, and I represent the Question Masters, your resident benevolent inquisitors. This is my Temple of Truth. Welcome. And for your consideration and delectation today, dear audience, I have appropriated a mortal known as Nate, a very interesting specimen indeed. Lots of stories to tell here. Say hello to everyone, Nate. Give them a little wave. Uh, hello. Ow. That's right. Yes, wave that tentacle. We'll find out where that's come from soon, I'm sure. I, all right. Sorry, where am I? How did I get here? Well, pay attention, darling. You're in my Temple of Truth. Right. Yes, good now that we're all caught up. And I also have reason to believe that Dear Nate is connected to other characters in the material plane through some kind of higher being known as G, who resides in a plane known as the Real World. Yes, we're really trying to find out more about these higher beings as well. They are mysterious and elusive. We're hoping to extract information about this G as well, but before we begin, of course, we have our wonderful sponsors and supporters that we must thank, mustn't we, Nate? We must thank them. Yeah, I, I suppose so. I don't really understand. Yes, what yes. Well, please about. send your gratitude via multiversal, multiversal messenger pigeon to the entities known as HeroForge, Ultra Pro, Phoenix Dice, and Alchemy RPG. And thank you for the support for Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms, Warriors of Waterdeep, Neverwinter, Elderwood Academy, and D&D &D Beyond. Oh, and also, Nate, give a special little wave to our audience members known as the D20 Club. Yes. I mean, you could hello, D20 Club, whatever that is. That's very nice of you. I'm sure they are appreciating your acknowledgement. You could also be as excellent as they are if you supported us on Patreon, Nate. Do you support us on Patreon? I don't know what that is. Okay. If you can't join us in the Temple of Truth live, you can always listen on your favorite podcasting app by searching for Roll Together RPG. And if you wanted to engage with us in a digital social way, our influence has spread to various social media websites under the same tag, Roll Together RPG. Now, all of that's out of the way. Nate, my Temple of Truth awaits. 
gifts. All right. In the next 55 minutes or so, you shall traverse this temple. Behind each door is some kind of challenge to overcome. You can either use your wits or your magic or your brawn. I mean, probably not, but, you know, we'll see. Very well. But remember, if at any point if you find yourself in a bit of a pickle, a Feywild pickle, then if you couldn't possibly bear to deal with the encounter on your own, you could always opt to depart with some delicious knowledge instead. Yes, we do love it when our kidnappies give us knowledge, especially about the higher beings. So... If you feel the need to do that, you can always say, talking is a free action, and I will benevolently lift you out of the situation. And we'll just sit down and have a little chinwag instead. How does that sound, my dear? I mean, well, I guess so let's see what these challenges are. I like a bit of a challenge and, you know, interesting puzzles and stuff. Oh, good. Exciting. I do love a willing victim. <laughs> I never fear, though. My powers that brought you here as marvellous and spectacular as they are, they only last around about an hour. So after that point, you'll be safely deposited back at the exact moment you left. Uh, What what was that exactly? Where did we pull you from? Well, I was just, I just got into, well, me and, I was going to say me mates, but well, one of them's me mates and the other ones I haven't really decided about mostly yet. But we just, we're in Mithranor and we just came out of a big tunnel uh, Mm -hmm. in the grounds. And yeah, so we were kind of on a mission to go to the castle, but well, I guess if I'm going to get plunked back there, then that's, that's where we are. Okay. You said you were going to the castle for and trailed off. Well, basically, there's like this old elf type that asked us to help help them out, get into Mithranor and get to the castle because they want to get to like there's there's like a a thing called a a Mithila, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's the yes, word. yes, yes. We've got one yeah, of those in the somewhere. Oh yeah, they're pretty handy. I had I had a shot on one before. It was pretty cool. Really? But, uh, and then you came out a, of it all right. I mean, like relatively speaking, yeah. So okay. as all right as I was beforehand. Huh. Do continue. Well, yeah. So there's this Mithila, right? And it's had like a nethery city crashed on top of it. Mm. Or maybe it was a mythil, and then the mythil hour is in the nethery city, actually. I think that's the way around it was. Anyway, there's all this crazy wild magic and stuff going around, and so this old elf type needed our help to to get in there. And you're just going along and doing it for your own, the goodness of your own heart? Well, I thought there might be some, like, interesting stuff to see along the way, so... Ah. I'm a bit of a nomad. I don't... I like, I like to just travel around and see what the world has to offer, you know? See, this is why I thought it'd be interesting to to bring you over here, Nate, because you seem to have the same sort of scientific brain that we do, this thirst for knowledge, to find out exactly what it is that makes things tick, to just give things a little prod. Sometimes oh, yeah. with a very sharp sword, see what's inside. Sometimes. Hmm. And you say, I know there is a temple waiting there, but you seem to be so talkative already, so... Yeah, I get that a lot. 
You say that one of them is your mate and the others are not. What what does friendship mean to you? Well, well, the one that's me mate, Anton, I've been hanging out with him. Well, I was I travelled on a ship with him for a while and then now we're we've been living in an old nethery city mm. sort of like just investigating stuff and find out what we can find out so yeah we've been hanging around a lot we've got to know each other quite well so so they're my mates uh and the rest of the folk i'm traveling with well i haven't really known them that long mm-hmm. but, well there's one that is definitely a bit of a dickhead well more than a bit of it she's an enormous <laughs> dickhead but uh-huh. i think she's been through a lot of tough stuff so I'm, i don't like to judge people you know and then the other two well there's there's the old elf types who i don't think they're being very straight with us so i'm reserving judgment about them right now and then the other two uh i i just haven't gotten to know them that well yet hmm. but they, they you- seem nice for the most part Okay, tell me about how on the material plane you get to know a person. Do you kidnap people as well? No, I mean, not me personally. Some people do, but uh, I don't find, I don't think that's really a very effective way of, well, maybe it is, it is a, an effective way of getting to know them. I think you just get to know people by spending time with them. So if you kidnap somebody and you spend all your time with them, then yeah, you probably will get to know them pretty well. Oh, that's exciting. Well, I hope to get. That's a very nice way of doing it, though, you know. Isn't it? Everyone well, to have fun. I mean, I usually think it's better to like give people a choice about whether they want to spend that time with you. Okay. Well, Nate, before you stands a temple with large, ornate silver doors with all sorts of carvings in them. Do you want to go in and explore? Yeah, let's go and have a look. Great. A willing victim, like I said. Marvellous. This is excellent. Okay. You approach the door. Do you just push it open? Do you... What are all these carvings like? Oh, well, there are all sorts of symbols that you couldn't possibly fathom or understand. They're unlike anything you've ever seen before. I mean, like, I, I can cast a spell that, like, uh, I do this thing. Hang on. Hang on a minute. Uh, and I need to speak out of character now. Uh, and it <laughs> takes his little uh, mechanical cylinder thing um, and twists a few things and starts reading some stuff. Uh, and... It takes 10 minutes, but uh, cast a little ritual of comprehend languages. Ah, oh, fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> the illusionist. Sorry, sort of just, like... just hang on a sec. Hang on. We can cut this out. This doesn't have to be part of the hour. It's all right. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I say that my abilities last about an hour. I can probably just hang on. If you bear with me one sec, we'll reach out and sort of put her hand in the air and just and uh, you feel like suddenly uh, time speeds up and you are able to complete your 10 minutes ritual. Oh, that's very handy. If you could show me how to do that, I'd love it. Oh no, that's a secret just for me, darling. All right. So. As you you turn to the doors, um, a lot of it is actually, um, as you comprehend, 
what what would be words a lot of it is just sort of intricate um carvings there's lots of circles and geometric shapes um and then you see what would be the um the equivalent of like looks like mysterious language to you beforehand just says temple of truth temple of truth temple of truth temple of truth just in little sporadic like and with an exclamation mark <laughs> as well Oh, that's nice. I mean, it's not very informative, but, you know, I like the design. Well, it says exactly what it is, darling. Well, yeah, I just, you know, thought there might be a bit more information than just a name. You don't get to wheedle things out of me that easily, my dear. Are you going in? Yeah. Walk on in. As you um, push through the door, you get a slight glimpse um, just as the door is sort of about to close that the um, the text sort of ripples almost like it was an illusion that you could not see through and it looks like maybe there were actually words of some kind of incantation but the door is slammed closed just before you get to read any of it you find yourself without a floor once you pass through the door uh you find yourself falling not too far um probably uh, about 10 feet you're probably distracted by the door um closing thinking that you had somewhere to place your feet and suddenly find yourself you land with a, a crash on a huge pile of gold jewels armor there's some figurines of adorable power in there too as well just like little little squishy flumps and uh and there's a, a disemboweled bear dice bag as well and um, you stare at this this pile this horde you might say uh, oh, nice. <laughs> amazed to have stumbled upon so much wealth but before you can revel in your good fortune you hear the beating of enormous lizard wings and a deafening, draconic roar. You're standing atop a dragon's horde. Oh, God. And they're on their way. What do you do? Uh, how far away are they? I can, can I see them, presumably? You can't see the dragon at the moment. So you're in, uh, let's say it's a large, it looks to be a, a large cave. There is a tunnel um, to, to one side. Um, that looks big enough for a dragon to uh, to fly through. Uh, so this is a pretty big tunnel. Um, you can't see any natural light, though there are um, torch sconces about occasionally, and there is a magical glow from some of the items. Um, that's what you can see just immediately. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stand and wait. I think. Okay. The, uh... Actually, I will have a look. Uh, I'd like to look around in the Dragon's Horde and see if anything kind of stands out as being something that a dragon might be specifically kind of attached to. Ooh, okay. Interesting. 
Uh, are you are you just looking around? Or are you kind of digging through the the coins at all? Um. Yeah, I think if if nothing kind of stands out from a, from kind of looking, then yeah, I'll start kind of raking through a bit and. Okay. If there's maybe like a pile that looks like it might have something else underneath it, like something interesting in there, then yeah, be having a bit of a dig. You um, you dig through uh, the the sort of the near you feel like that that pile over there, that that pile of coins is hiding. There's an odd shape to them. It's not just a, a regular mound. So you sort of you head over and you start. Um, moving some coins aside there's a there's a really shiny crown as well um, that looks nice it's got some rubies inlaid in it um, as you move the, the coins out of the way you see a small skull that then seems to be attached to a handle almost like a wand <laughs> All right. I mean, that's quite handy. I didn't expect this to be here. I, I don't know what I've just got myself in for here. <laughs> I, I think the Wand of Orcus? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. You hear the... Coming. Um, the, the illusionist is sort of... Um, if you're looking around, she's she's walked into the room as if there is floor above you and has just sort of stood there um, watching. Okay. Um, I mean, I, 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 I need to tune to this thing, don't I? But I don't really have time for that, probably. Probably not. No. Um, I will cast... Uh, pass without trace, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna try and stealth and just hide somewhere. Sure. Okay. Uh, are you looking for anything particular to hide behind? Uh, no, just some some small space pocket that I can hide out of sight um, for an extended period of time where I can attune to what. <laughs> takes an hour to attune to the yeah. one, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> there is a, let's say there is a throne. There is an elaborate throne. Um, in fact, no, it's not elaborate. It's quite um, dark, possibly necromantic looking, um, sort of ebony, twisted um, skull shapes that are sort of slightly disformed, as if they're sort of screaming um, on the back of it that is tall enough that you could crouch behind it if you like. Yeah, I'll do that. Cool. Um, And, uh, yeah, momentarily. uh, What colour? I think we get... uh, This is is where Nat's knowledge gets really tested. Let's just keep things simple for my brain. Uh, Red dragon flies in lands and and then shrugs and uh, curls up on top of the horde the tail sort of 
lands behind the throne right next to you. So you're like squished between the tail and the throne. Okay. You gonna try and move or do anything? Or are you literally just gonna sit there for an hour? I think I'm just gonna sit there for an hour and try and <laughs> yeah, tune to this wand. The the illusionist kind of Can I see the illusionist from where I am and can they see me? Yes. Yeah. I give him a little wave. Is this it? I thought you'd be much more interesting than this. Well, you know, give us a bit of time. Fine. Things take as long as they take, you know. Unless you want to do your like little speedy up thing, that would be Andy. Oh, would it now? Yes, no, I see what you're doing here. No. I'm a patient kind of person, you know, I can wait. Are you? Well, our audiences are not patient. That's not really my problem. Just going to click and you find that the, um, the throne and the dragon and the wand in your hand sort of fade away. Uh, and suddenly it's, uh, it, it's G. Hey, G. How's it oh, going? Hi. Hi. <laughs> You're going to get pulled into, it's, it's the real world. Oh my gosh. Hi. I'm going to ask you a regular question as well okay. while Nate is sat there, uh, still waiting. Cause, uh, I mean, we could all just sit here for an hour. <laughs> we could. See what, see what chat does, how chat entertains themselves. Uh, Okay. Interesting. So the question I've rolled mm -hmm. doesn't. Mm, given that Nate has not finished dealing with the previous challenge yet, right? How would some of your other characters have dealt with the previous challenge? Hmm. Uh, right. Other characters. What have I got? Uh, just a sec. I'll have a look mm, at my list yeah, of characters. Yeah, I forgot about who, who they are. Um, this is very mean of me. I asked you to bring Nate's character sheet, but... Um, so, other characters... Uh, uh, so there's 355, who was uh, a Warforged Warlock. Mm -hmm. um, who... I think... Would have tried to... Well, so 355 could fly, so they probably would have gone up and sort of met the dragon in midair and tried to maybe just, yeah, just talk to them a bit and and see see what they wanted mm -hmm. and be very kind of like, I don't know why I'm here. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be just a much more, much more sort of diplomatic thing didn't, didn't mean to invade your lair sorry yeah um uh who else we got um Larkin and Kato who are yeah wolf and halfling here um oh little Kato probably would have tried to do something along the lines of uh, again I mean like none of them I don't think really would think the best option is just to launch into fighting but yeah I, 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 yeah I don't really know I don't know what Kato and Lorca would do Kato being a wolf in a human body 
Um, we'd probably try maybe a bit of an attack, but um, yeah, Lorcan would be more... Actually, Lorcan and Kato would be more trying to find a way out of the room. Mm. Um, whether it be, yeah, like a little like a secret door somewhere or... Um, and Kato, Kato can climb very well, has a climbing speed, so it's... Uh, yeah, would be kind of up all over the walls trying to find somewhere um, to, to get out. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting that Kato and, and Lorcan would try and find a way out, but Nate is quite happy to just sit there and be like, ooh, the shiny. Yeah. <laughs> I think if he'd not found anything, actually, if, if Nate hadn't found anything, he would have tried to just talk his way out of it. He would have mm-hmm. tried to, yeah, make some deal with the dragon or trick it or trick something like that. Mm-hmm. Sure, 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 sure. Um, as you get pulled back into the room and you're suddenly Nate again, the the one sort of solidifies more in your hand. The the dragon reappears. You can hear the the wand calling to you, pulling you, and you feel that sort of maybe a maybe a brief glimpse into what Ava and Ephemera have been led by that sort of mm. yes use me do it oh and you're a dickhead aren't you oh that <laughs> makes a lot of sense now i yeah okay um but as things materialize you not only um see see the throne see the the one see the dragon you also um notice that that uh sort of half memory that weird connection but not quite connection to these other characters in the material plane you kind of almost see like a a, a shadowy illusion of a halfling running over to oh there's a silver door over there I didn't see that before huh that's weird alright um, and again we'll stealth probably um Actually, no, at this point, he's been sitting around for an hour. Um, so he's going to just make a, a dash for the door, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I... How fast is Nate? Uh, standard 30 feet walking speed. Uh-huh. In terms of, like, uh, reactions, dexterity? Uh, he's got a plus two dex, plus oh, five to initiative. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, go on. Give me a roll for it. Okay. I didn't get a d20 out. More fool me. What kind of roll? Dexterity. Dexterity? Some kind of... uh, Well, yeah. Dex dex saving throw. Dex saving throw. Well, that was a five. (laughs) Oh, honey. (laughs) Well, I rolled a natural 19. Uh, The dragon's not that dexy, so it stays a natural 19. (laughs) You get... um, Nate has uh doesn't doesn't have a, a cloak or anything, right? Uh yeah, he's got a sort of like hoodie it's more like a poncho. Oh the poncho, the poncho, of course, yeah. the poncho. Um 
I think as soon as you start running, um, a large claw sort of sideswipes and pins the poncho to the floor. So you kind of sit down with it. It's not done any damage to you, but it's pinned you down. Where do you think oh. you're going with that? Well, through that door. Why? Well, because then it's and then I'm not in this room. I mean, you can have it back. I just like I just picked it up for some leverage. That's all. Uh huh. And how's that going for you? Well, I haven't really found out yet, but I've attuned to it. Like I can use it on you. So you tell me how it's going. I'm not trying to use it. I'm just pointing it at the dragon. If the dragon were to, with the other hand, reach towards the wand, would you use your reaction to do anything? So yeah, well, if it's reaching for the wand, uh, I would. I think, yeah, I'd just do a, a little zap at its hand, coming towards me of uh, finger of death. Oh wow! So not even just a, a I warning. Think, of I like... don't think Nate quite knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's just like, this is the wand. He's just going, hey, fuck off. Just, uh, that one. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. So uh, the wand sends negative energy coursing through the creature mm. from the hand, um, causing it searing pain. Must make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> and it takes 78 plus 30 necrotic damage. Okay. Honestly. I'm going to, what was the saving throw? Uh, conceive. But what was the... On 18. On 18, okay. I mean, I'm going to save us a bunch of time because we're not in a proper, proper game, proper initiative here. The the finger of death um, courses through the dragon. You get the sense that um, this is a sturdy-ass dragon, so it probably didn't do as much damage as it could have uh, if it had fa- failed the saving throw. Um but uh, but it does shriek in pain and um, stagger slightly. The claw that was pinning you to the ground is released. It is going to come back at you. Are you standing your ground or are you a GTFO? I think... Yeah, no, as soon as, as, soon as the claw comes out, uh, as soon as I can move, I'm going to, again, dash for the door. Okay, cool. Uh, you reach the door just about um do you take any time to uh look at it or take anything in try and read it again or you just like immediately open the door through and slam um no i think it just crashed through the door yeah fair nate Nate would just crash through the door at this point nice you uh yeah you pull the door open and you you dive through just as you feel like the hot lick of uh, flames of the dragon's fire breath <sighs> through uh through the door but you get around the other side of it and close it um as you close it and turn around the um the illusionist is stood there already uh interesting you didn't know what that was going to do did you no I often don't until I've done it. But mm-hmm. that's well, that's how you learn stuff, innit? Mm. Give it a shot and see what happens. The um if you look into your hand, you'll notice the um the wand of Orcus has transformed into it's just a bone. Oh. 
Well, that's a little disappointing. <laughs> you didn't think I'd really give you the Wand of Orcus, did you? Well, no, because I don't think any of this is, like, real, real, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was really the Wand of Orcus, but I thought I might get dying onto it for a little bit, you know? I mean, if you like, it's right there in my name. I can make it look a little more gruesome. Well, f- flick a hand and it looks like the Wand of Orcus again. Well, no, but, like, it doesn't do anything, though, does it? No, but what do you want from Chuck me? Chuck it at his face. Her face. Her face, sorry. Wow. Okay. That's how it's going to be, is it? I thought we were going to have a good time together, Nate. I thought we were going to have fun. I hear this is something that the uh, the residents of the material plane uh, are after, but I didn't think this is how it worked. Oh, well, on to the next one. We'll shove you through this sort of mid, like, dark liminal space that you're in through the next door. Um, it would be, you would feel like you were in another room, except this room is also dark. Um, but you hear the sound of a silver door slamming behind you. Um, do you have dark vision? Do you have dark vision to 60 feet? Okay. Um, there is, uh, a podium in the center of the room. Um, there is a button on that podium that is slightly lit up. The rest of the room is dark. Um, there is sort of a a light breeze in the room that sort of whips up dust. So if you didn't have dark vision, it would feel like shifting shadows, barely perceptible. But you can see that it is just a heckin' dusty room. Okay. What would you like to do? I will go over to the podium and uh, I want to investigate, not pressing, but I want to investigate the button and podium and see if I can work out what the button does. You're pretty good at investigation. I am pretty good at investigation. Do you want to give me a a roll for it? Okay. It's not bad, not bad. That is a 27. Uh, Yeah, you... um, Investigating it, you notice that the um, the podium, uh, the the button, is probably um, linked. It's the kind of button that would be magically linked, perhaps. Um, you think with your uh, the early days of studying the uh, the gift technology that you've uh, you've started to explore. Um, you think, okay, well those kind of things operate with wires it's almost like this is a as a wire situation but it's almost like a spectral magical wire um and you can as you investigate and sort of click your head into the right gear for this podium you start to notice these spectral wires going down from the podium along the floor up to the top of the room where there seems to be some kind of stones that have like a glass lens over the front of them you're not entirely sure what they might do I mean it looks 
it looks kind of like the the sort of thing that might I don't know shoot laser beams, but um, probably not actually. There's there's something slightly different about it. Um, you get the sense that there doesn't seem to be enough power behind it to for it to be deadly. Okay. Then, yeah, if I don't think it's going to be deadly, uh, I'll hit the button on the podium, probably. From the stones with the glass lenses over the top, there's probably about five or six of them dotted around the room, around the corners of the ceiling, and beams of light shoot out and project on the opposite wall, and you start to see a sort of dancing series of numbers that start at ten. A series of numbers that start at ten. And then the ten. So you see a whole bunch of tens in common around the wall. In fact, it's not just common. There's a, a ten written in common. There's uh, there's one in all sorts of different language. What languages does Nate speak? Common, Druidic, Infernal, and prim- Primordial. Interesting. Okay. There's definitely um, there's definitely Primordial, um, and and Infernal, uh, and then sort of dwarvish elvish there's a whole bunch of material plane languages and then that kind of it sort of flickers from a 10 in common into a, a, a an infernal 10 in then back into a, a dwarvish 10 uh kind of th- or what you would recognize as that looks like a dwarvish script yeah yeah kind of thing, and then back into 10 again um so there's about five, six six of these floating around the room and then they all tick down to nine And eight. All right. And the sorry, was it in, Inquisitor? Was that uh, the, the illusionist? Illusionist, sorry. Um, and again, the illusionist is there watching. Yeah, she's um, she's got a she's got a little chair that's sort of manifested. She's got a snack. Okay. Like maybe popcorn, but you can't quite tell. Something crunchy. Wait, did it have legs? Did it wriggle? No. It's fine. It's all fine. Seven. So, uh, what do you think's going to happen when this gets down down to one? I know what's going to happen, darling. All right. I mean, I suppose. Did you, like, build this place or, like, find it or... It's my temple of truth. I mean, I haven't really seen much truth in it. So there's a lot of illusions. It's kind of ironic, really. Somebody that's called the illusionist and has like made a building all out of illusions, calling it the Temple of Truth. Mm-hmm. Sort of taking the piss, really. Is that what you call it? Have you not been telling me some interesting truths about yourself? Have you not revealed facts about G to me? I mean, I suppose so, but it's it's not really truth, though, is it? There's a lot a lot of manipulation and nonsense as well. I find that the best way to see who people really are is to put them in situations that reveal that. If you wait for them to just tell you, they might lie. Fine. That's true. Hmm. Now, I think, right, I think I've, like, been in somewhere that wasn't unlike this before. Mm-hmm. 
just going to try a thing. I mean, it's, okay. Yeah. The numbers disappear. Oh. That's not really what I was expecting. Hits the button again. Ten. Okay, right. Nine. And Nate will just... Actually, uh, while while things are counting down, we'll yeah. have a look around the room again. Maybe sure. just uh, in, not investigating stuff, just a perception, having a look around. Um, is there... Sorry, scratch that. Is there... I would try and find, like, maybe just a stone or something that I can pick up. Yeah, sure. There's a stone. It's mostly, like, an empty, dusty room. There's, but there's, like, little bits of shrapnel and crud yeah. in the corners. Why? Cool. I will, I will grab just, yeah, a little bit of crap um, and a bit of junk. And with my artificer magical tinkering, um, again, take, like... My little cylinder thing. I pull out like a little, um, it's like an eyedropper kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I pull that out and uh, like drop a bit of liquid onto this uh, and it lights up. It creates uh, five feet uh, radius of light. And I just use that as a bit of a better light to have a look around. Yeah. You find um, that the light, if you were to, bring the light source closer to the the dancing uh, numbers on the walls. Uh, It sort of interrupts the beam almost in the way that uh, if you put a torch through a projector or aim it at a projected number, Mm -hmm. it kind of interferes with that. Cool. The numbers count down. Do you do anything else or do you wait? Yeah, no, I'd I'd probably go back to the pedestal for it Hmm. hitting zero, but I would let it hit zero. Okay. Numbers count down. Three, two, one. A door opens at the far end of the room. Oh, so it is like the one I was in before. Oh, all right. What was the one you were in before? Oh, it was just like, it was a long, long time ago, right? But Mm. uh, it was this thing where, actually, it was a bit, it was a lot more intense and I got a lot more freaks out, right? But there was this pedestal sort of thing in the middle and it wasn't a button. It was like this globe. And when somebody touched the globe, then there was like warning sounds and all sorts of flashing lights and a voice that counted down. Uh, And it sounded a lot more ominous because it felt like, we, you know, we were going to get blown up or something. So we kind of sp- spent ages resetting it and trying to work out some other way of getting out of the room until, well, we just sort of ran out, out of all of our ideas and decided to wait and see what would happen. You're saying you weren't scared by my room? No, Sorry. So, I mean, so I am 120 I years it... old. I've been around a bit. Only 120, okay. But okay, all right, fine. I'll, I'll. Okay, so you wanted what? You wanted a, you wanted a, a loud, scary voice. You just hear from all around you like this. I mean, well, not now. But the moment's kind of, kind of passed, you know. All right, flashing lights. Oh, I will make a note for next time. Sure. Uh, don't tear this bit. Cut this bit. 
get through the door. All right. Toggles on three. Honestly. Um, oh, that's scrolling the wrong way. Scrolling the wrong way. Okay. Um, you enter the next room. Uh, it's it's an unusual for. Uh, it, it feels like completely out of uh, time and space compared to what you are used to. It's um, the it is very bright compared to the previous rooms. So you do take a little second for your eyes to uh, adjust, and it's white walls, um, white ceiling, white floor. The floor is kind of. A, uh, I'm gonna minor illusion some sunglasses on my face, nice. just in front of my eyes. Yeah, yeah, great. Uh, you, you adjust a little better. The the floor itself um, feels quite uh, slippy and, and not glass per se, but that kind of um, sheened floor. The the walls are it's a very strange substance. It's like um, a thin fabric, but it's clear um, all the way around. And there is a table, or it doesn't look like any sort of table that you've ever seen before. Again, it is sort of white uh, with with grey, probably metal legs. The surface of the, the table looks like to be from a material that you've never seen before. Um, on it are three jugs. One of them is uh, a large jug uh, that is completely full of water. And there are two smaller jugs that have, uh, let's see. Uh, yes, the, the, the two smaller jugs are empty. Um, there are two, three very thirsty looking people the other side of the, uh, of the table who are just sort of sat in chairs, sort of, Please, divide the water equally between us. I mean, why though? I can just like make water. And I will cast <laughs> create water um, and then use my Triton inherent control water skills to just, yeah, I just like create a ball of water in the air and then uh, sort of trickle it all out into in three um, streams um, to a little to yeah creating eventually ending up with each of the people has a ball of water just floating in front of their, their face that they can drink from <laughs> just like lean forward and just give it a little like lick <laughs> nice I think they all look quite surprised um, at this sudden sudden water in front of them and uh and the illusionist behind you is like, well, I mean, fine, if you don't want to do maths, sure. I mean, I can try and split it up. No, 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 no like, it's fine. That didn't really... I would have done that just out of interest, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I like a maths puzzle. But making thirsty people wait while I dick about with some jugs he just seems cruel, you know? I see, that's interesting. Okay, so you value the, the social element rather than solving the puzzle. Interesting. Okay, fine. Snaps. Um, you are pulled out. Everything sort of fades away. Um, hi, G. It's hi. Matt. How's it going? It's. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you. I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to invoke talking as a free action. 
and ask you a question because mm-hmm. that was brilliantly solved far too easily. Um, no, it's fine. I had, I had a similar thing with with Tom where Ildrathni had the perfect skill set for all of the uh, the things we encountered. So it's yeah it's fine. Um, gee, mm. for you, what skill would you most like proficiency in in real life? Oh. I think probably, probably perception. I just, I like just I sort of being aware of what's what's going on around me. Uh-huh. Um, and I think generally, yeah, the more that you can sort of tell from your environment and so on, the more information you can pick out from it, then yeah, yeah, yeah. the more kind of able to do stuff you are in a lot of ways. Would you, uh, what would, what would you say, um, what skill would you say that you are the highest statted in, in real life, if not perception? Mm. I'm going to actually look at them now. Um, I was going to say maybe investigation, but not, it's not investigation. That's the wrong thing. Like... From like from my kind of theatre work and stuff that I've done, tech theatre, I I think like yeah, investigation is part of it, but like fixing stuff. Um, so I was going to say maybe sleight of hand because then that fits in with the artwork that I do as well. So there's yeah, let's go with sleight of hand because I, I do artwork and and I like fixing things with with tools and yeah. Nice. I, I, I have to say, like we, I, I know you, you've been on uh, talk together as mm. was before, uh, before to talk specifically about the artwork. But it feels like, um, I mean, you're, you're obviously a very skilled artist. Thank you but, very much. Um, it, they, they just, they're just, uh, if I may say, they get better and better every time. Like they're always great, but like the, especially like I love the Mistranor poster. I really love the. Um, I can't uh, lie. I'm very proud of that one. That it yeah. worked very well. It's very cool. Uh, just the the concept of like, yeah, of course Nate would be trying to take a selfie with everyone looking. And actually, <laughs> oh god, yeah, that is the moment that Nate has been picked up from. Exactly. He's just come moment. out of the tunnel and he's taking a selfie with everybody being pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's at that moment as the selfie's perfectly being apt. Perfectly apt. Do you have? Um, I mean, I nah know this a little bit but um so when when you're given um when you are given references for characters especially before you've even because some of them you're you're drawing before you've even seen the the character play out and sometimes you might not uh, at all unless you go back and watch the streams right because if Mm -hmm. it's a campaign you're not part of um how much do you lean into reference images and then how much do you sort of take it and then bounce and throw other ideas out? Um, it sort of depends a lot on who's created the character um, and sort of how much information they provided, really. Like, a lot, some people um, will provide, like, you know, here are 30 images 
across the board of what their body type is, what clothes they're wearing, what armor they've got on, uh, just their general attitude sometimes. Um, and so, yeah, if, if people have provided a lot of that stuff, I do try and kind of honor it and stick to it as, as best I can. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's just like, oh, they're like a minotaur dude with some long hair and a shirt on. And I'm like, okay, cool. That gives me a lot of leeway on that. Um, hey, the hug. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, sorry, I've kind of forgotten the question. Um, I do bouncing off like um, where. How far do you uh, take it when you're drawing, um, putting other ideas in there, or do you? How closely do you stick to references? Yeah, it's it's. I use what I've I get given, and if that is sort of comprehensive enough um, to to create a visually sort of fully realised character, then 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 great. But mm. um, yeah, I'll kind of I'll only basically put my own stuff, own ideas of that character in there because, like you say, it's a character that is. I've not seen them, particularly when I'm doing most of the artwork. If they're a new character for a campaign, I've I've not definitely not seen them being played. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, if if I can't, if I feel I can't really create a, that character from the description I'm given, then yeah, I'll kind of fill in the blanks, as it were. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes I I kind of do that, and then whoever's created the character sees it and goes, oh, actually. I hadn't imagined them being like that or um yeah like for example um for can't remember what campaign it was now it was one of ed's characters a turtle that i made the turtle oh green uh yes uh i made the turtle green and ed afterwards came back and was like oh actually they're blue sorry i didn't put that in the description i was like okay so that's that can be changed yeah. um so yeah sometimes there's kind of small edits and things like that afterwards that's cool and you do you you do artwork for comic books and things as well yes trying to yep did you want to give a shout out to where we can see and enjoy uh, so that? i am i am working on a comic at the moment which is going to be my first kind of full comic book of my own um i'm about halfway through the artwork for that uh in the meantime uh, i have a website which is macdermog.com uh m-a-c-d-e-r-m-o-g.com uh and yeah there's there's a bunch of stuff on there that Amazing. people can have a look at and hopefully enjoy We'll go check that out, folks. I'm assuming the mods have put a link in chat. That would be lovely. Thanks, mods. <laughs> You're the best. This is where they've not done it, and we need to go and beat yeah. them with a stick. <laughs> Little kobolds. No, I'm sure they've done it. The mods are lovely. Don't beat them. Give them ice cream. Um, You're going to get pulled back into... Where were we before? We were in... The dancing lights room. No, we weren't. We were in the room oh. with the thirsty people. Yeah. Good. Uh, the illusionist is sort of... Oh, yes, well, fine, fine. Whisked you away from them. The thirsty people are just kind of like, <laughs> give you a thumbs up. Just like, don't oh, worry, pals. <laughs> Feel better. <laughs> just generic thirsty people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you get ushered through to the next room. Um, you enter as you, you you enter uh, uh it's about 30 foot by 30 foot uh this room much in contrast to the previous room which was all 
white and clean and you want to say plasticky, but that's not a substance or a concept you're aware of. Um, the next room is wooden floors, okay. wooden panel walls. The door behind you closes behind you. Uh, and as you turn around, it's turned into a wood panel wall as well. There is a large gothic window through the opposite side, moonlit, uh, moonlight floods through. Um, the the walls, as you look at them, were wood panelled, and then they start to get obscured as through the wood, every available surface other than the floor, so the walls, the ceiling, all around the window frame, you start to get tiny faces poke through the wall slowly and then faster they look to be made out of porcelain with staring eyes and they just emerge I will look over at the illusionist and go well that's a bit fucking creepy she's not there oh I will say that and and turn and be like oh wait where'd she go okay um, some of these porcelain dolls are missing patches of face. There are smashes, they're broken, there's like limbs come through that have no hand and it's just shards of porcelain attached to a stuffing arm. You think the room is, is very quiet, so you hear a very gentle scrabbling noise. It's quite tricky to pinpoint until you hear her. <laughs> okay. Sorry, just a sec. Sure. <laughs> just bear with me one moment while I go through my spell book. Hang on. Uh-huh. Um, hello? Is anyone there? Okay, um, like, do you want to come out and say hello, maybe, or are all of these your faces? <laughs> what do you want to play? I want to play, I want to play. Well, do you know any good games? I want to play. Where, where are you standing in the room? Probably in the middle. <laughs> I mean, as 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 if I was sort of near a wall, as faces started coming out, I'd be like, "Okay, backing off," and uh-huh. turning around, and oh, oh, they're everywhere. Okay, yep, yeah, right in the center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, good. You you are stood far enough away from the walls. <laughs> <laughs> the the giggle continues. I'll whisper to you. Come over here. Coming from one of the walls. How the the window you mentioned? Mm. How high up the wall is it? 
Um, I mean, it's it's a sort of it's a thirty foot by thirty foot by thirty foot square room, and it's mm-hmm. a tall window, so it's not like up high at the very top where you wouldn't yeah. be able to reach it. It's it, yeah, it's sort of at a normal window height. Okay. From where I am, I can I like what can I actually see out of the window? Is there landscape, or is it just? darkness with a moon um you would have to get closer to see more than just the moon it feels like maybe you're high up okay uh i am going to oh that's what i'm gonna do uh i'm gonna cast mirror image Ooh. Um, which is that the one I mean? I think it is. Yeah. Uh, so as I'm standing in the center of the room, um, <laughs> three sort of, I basically like split into one one nape stays exactly on the spot mm-hmm. uh and then like another steps out and another steps out and then a, a third um but i sort of actually the, the all three sort of step out all at the same time mm-hmm. um and then all four um just kind of slowly start moving forwards uh, towards where the voice was coming from in the wall mm-hmm. okay so, uh, what, what did you want to say? I want to play. I want to play. I want to play. Stop the Triton! And out of the wall, um, a, one of the dolls has a needle, a silver needle, and it sort of lunges forwards as the, as one of your clones gets close enough. Um, this is not very intelligent, this carionette. Uh, so it will lunge forwards and stab through, I'm assuming, the uh, the mirror image just... Uh, so the way it works is uh, there's actually a... Uh, they have a one in four chance of getting me. Ah, interesting. Okay. Pick a number. Well, how, how does this usually work? One in so, two, hang roll on. it. Uh, you roll a d20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if I have three duplicates, so you must roll a six. Oh no, I roll a d20. You Sorry. roll a d20. Yeah, so I've rolled a seven. So ah. you hit, they hit a duplicate. There we go. The uh, yeah, so the the doll sort of it almost like falls out of the wall um, with this sort of wide, um, staring eyes that don't seem to track you properly like they're just staring straight forwards and um, the needle goes down plunges through your mirror image and the doll hits the floor and then the head sl- slowly turns <gasps> you're uh, playing fair you fucking started it uh at which point Nate will take his anti-matter rifle and shoot it in the face <laughs> yes amazing <laughs> i'm not even i'm not gonna make you roll for that the um <laughs> Because it's essentially it's a disintegration ray, right? Yeah. Yeah. The little doll just explodes with it. No! <laughs> um, the um, the window 
and shimmers and turns into a silver door. Um, I don't know. Are there still faces all over the walls? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we'll still kind of holding rifle, mm-hmm. doing a, doing a like, I was going to say stealthy. Stealthy is not the word. Uh, I like sweep around the room as he's kind of backing up towards the door. Um, and just in case anything else starts coming for him. All of the eyes, you don't hear any more noises and nothing else moves, but all of the eyes of all of the mannequins track and follow you towards the door. But you open it. And instead of finding your way into a sort of black corridor liminal space that may lead to another door, you see a portal. And the the room fades away until only the portal remains. And the outside of the temple reappears next to it. And the illusionist is, you turn around slightly and she has stood behind Oh, there you are. Hmm. Well I thought done. for a second I was just going to go through this pod and not, not see you again. Oh, that's nice. You wanted to see me again before you went. That's Didn't nice. say that. Oh. Well, let's just pretend you did. I mean, it is fabulous to meet me after all. I mean... I just needed to come here and say the bit that we have to say to the audience before you go away. So if you don't mind right. just shutting your mouth for just one second, little Nate. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, for talking as a free action. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have. Now, we have got to know Nate a little better, I think. We'll just sort of pat you on the head as she says this. So if you would like to find out more about Nate and G, perhaps this mysterious higher entity, well, maybe you could tune in to some of our other documentaries that we stream. Yes, Talking is a Free Action, what you've just watched, is here on Roll Together uh, RPG on twitch.tv forward slash Roll Together RPG, I might add, Fridays, 6 till 7pm BST. And if you want to watch more of Nate, you can watch the documentary known as The Wreckage of Mithranor. That's streaming on Monday nights at 6pm BST. And on Tuesdays, we're currently, I believe, streaming a campaign uh, hosted by one um, Sean, or maybe that's next week. Who knows? We also stream documentaries on Tuesday nights. All here, twitch.tv, Roll Together RPG. Thoughts are available immediately after the stream to catch up, or you could find all of our content on YouTube a few days later. If you can't join us at the time, you can also enjoy it as a podcast as well. Hello to our podcast listeners. And many thanks again to our D20 Club on Patreon. You're all marvellous, marvellous people. You can also support us from as little as one of your local currencies per month if you would like to. Thank you to all of our sponsors and supporters. We're about to say goodnight. Nate, do you have anything else you would like to say to everyone before you return to the moment from whence you came? Well, just, I was just thinking there, like, I don't know where your audience are, but there's a lot of really weird language in there and a lot of just spelling things out, but I just don't really understand, but... Do you not have to spell things out to people where you're from? That's true, they are quite stupid a lot of the time. Don't say that about our audience, Nate. Honestly, so rude. I'd apologise, everyone. Get in the portal! Get it! Oh, wait, but before you go, Nate... Please remember the ancient question master proverb, stay classy at the table.
Now shoot, 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 shoot. Stay classy. 